0: Come on, let's go.
1: Hurry up.
0: I was grabbing a beer. Welcome to the Porch Talk Podcast. We're trying to figure out life. You are too. Midlife crisis? Nah, we're on that quarter life crisis. I'm Eric.
2: Ezra, good Elementary, class of
0: 06, valedictorian.
1: Morgan, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cat mom. Yeah.
0: Thank you for joining us this week. Season 2, episode 38 of the Porch Talk podcast. We got a lot to get into, but before that, leave us a review on the podcast and Spotify. Share a podcast with a friend. Morgan, what do you have for free First Topic stuff?
1: Okay, well, I just wanted to give a quick update to the listeners. On Thursday, I did drive the girl to South Carolina. Let me tell you, so you have to be there by... 12 o'clock we hit the road around seven it's like a two-hour drive tell me how 30 minutes away from like our start of our drive we hit traffic like a huge tractor trailer caused a seven car collision we didn't leave until 11 30 from the spot that we stopped at
0: jesus
1: i know she was like maybe it's a sign and I was like, bitch, it's not a sign. It's just bad luck. But we tried it again on Friday, and the problem has been solved. So anyone who wanted to know, it's all good.
2: I've got two questions. one well, a question and then a statement. <laughs> My question, did she get money from that guy?
1: <laughs> yes, partial.
2: What's that mean?
0: Split sees 50-50?
1: No, it wasn't. Not at you- all
2: it was what like 75 25 him
1: essentially and because he he wasn't giving like all the money he like shortchanged her she told him like if you don't fucking respond cuz he wasn't responding um i'm going to go to your family like Ooh. or not she didn't say family she said someone very close to you and let them know and he didn't respond so she literally contacted his family And his family is, I don't know, they're super religious, I think, but also like just respectable people from obviously what I could tell from the conversations. And they ripped him a new one and were like, any other money you need, you just let us know and we'll send it to you. But just so you know, we have your back.
2: Niggas is so soft. What the fuck? (laughs) I would have said call my mom and she's going to tell you exactly what I said. Come up with it. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, that's well, you're a shout dick. Out her. A... You said what? I said, well, you're a dick, guys I said
2: so that. That's the tip. I've never got nobody pregnant or needed to get an abortion, and I would never get an abortion due to my religion. Be for real. hussy's out here running around getting pregnant. Come on. Oh, uh, my bad. That's your friend.
0: Well, good for her. Glad you, you helped her out. You kept your word. She got it done. I did. I was going to say, damn, she really did come up with the money, like Ezra said, but I guess the family came through at the
1: end. No, they didn't. I mean, at that point, she. I guess, asked her parents.
0: <laughs> what did I say? If
2: they want it to get done, it'll get done.
1: Yeah, but it's still fucked up that he didn't help.
0: No, it's
2: definitely fucked up, but like we said, like she was going to find a way.
0: It's still crazy that he wasn't just like... like it didn't, doesn't make any sense to me. I would have definitely... And to, to this day,
1: that. he mm-hmm. still hasn't even checked in on her, Bro, which um, I I find for. is like fucking crazy.
0: Mmm.
2: That's probably the least crazy part about this story so far. Um, what I will say, though, Eric said that he thinks it's crazy that he wasn't just going to put up the money. He called her bluff, and what happened? He didn't have to fund it. I told you, this nigga was you going- It shouldn't
1: be just up to her. It's not about calling a bluff, though, Ezra. It's about taking responsibility. Listen, and It's not listen. fair for her to pay can... the full thing when it's two people.
2: Two things can be true. Three things can be true. Two things can be true. It is not fair to her. I can acknowledge that. It was not fair to her to have to pay the whole thing. And I can also acknowledge I was right that this nigga was going to wait it out, play the bluff game. She was going to fall before him. And while we're talking fair...
1: He played it out and now his whole family is so disappointed in him. I don't so, give a fuck. If he got a shorty pregnant, nah, she that's aborted. embarrassing. That's she embarrassing a, for him.
2: He got a shorty pregnant. She aborted a baby. He's ghosting it ghosting girls. I'm sure this ain't the first time his family been disappointed. And I'm sure he probably still sleeping good at night.
1: I don't know from what I could see from the sister the sister was going off. I guess they don't have a good relationship. But I, I don't think that he's in a happy place right now. I think he's pretty fucked up from just like having to tell his parents of the situation and being embarrassed because of how it came out.
0: Mm. She called his bluff. No, he called her bluff. Nah, she called his too, no, a little she bit definitely. of hope. What?
1: This, nigga, this started
2: with us saying that he was going to fold and give her bread, which he did it. He didn't pay he for did. the whole
0: thing. He gave her bread, though.
2: a a little here a little take this and make the rest like she made it happen because she
0: she was like hey i'm gonna let i'm gonna let some people know and he was like i'm not gonna respond and then he she she fucking let some people know i don't know if that was a bluff because this nigga let it happen
1: yeah because he probably didn't think it would happen and then that
0: or he
2: didn't care about a shorty who'd already aborted a joint who he's already ghosted Like, be for real. And as far as the sister yelling at him, blah, blah, blah.
1: No, because the sister, apparently, she was like, as a woman, I'm coming to you because I feel really bad. And the way he handled it, my parents are so disappointed in him. And she literally, I guess, went through the same situation. Not the same, but she went through like a similar situation. She's married, I guess. That's what my friend told me. Um, so I don't know like why they got would have gotten abortion. I don't know. I don't know them. But she said she got an abortion like last year. So she was like really being so sweet to my friend the entire time. Like Are you okay? Like let me know if you need anything.
2: All right, wrap this up. This thing this them drawn out into boring now. Now that I'm bored.
0: I think the moral of the story is Probably just wrap it up if you're not trying to get fucking someone pregnant, you know.
2: Oh no, risky. Seriously, risky. They aborting it.
0: <laughs> All right, first topic of the day, interesting one. I want to hear because I I think I have pretty concrete feelings on this one. Some people claim they don't really care about body counts. You know, we're adults. People do things, especially like the further are you are in dating. Um, let's say you're dating and then or married. I don't know. We'll discuss that. And it finds out you find out that the answer you were previously told about your partner's body count is not exactly accurate. Like, what do you do in the situation? Okay. Well, in
1: that situation, it was it was that it just like really never came up beforehand, and the people were playing a game. And Are you she, you don't love Island. No.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> it was on Instagram, and I guess the girl had said her actual body count. And the boyfriend was shocked because they had never talked about it before. I guess he just assumed it wasn't that much.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't care. Like, This isn't like middle school, the fuck. I'm assuming that you done got hit by a couple of people. I'm assuming you're going to assume I didn't hit a couple of people. It's not really going to matter. And the farther we get into a relationship, the less I'm going to care. The only thing that I would be sick about is if I find out you was getting like trains ran and shit, because then we probably got to break up. True, true. Yeah, that we can't date after that.
1: I mean, honestly, for me, I think all guys are, ho- are hoes. So, I mean, if he lied to me, it would be weird. Like, you could tell me you're a I don't give a fuck. But for me, I'm definitely gonna lie. I have a I have a number that I always tell people. And wow, and in a game, I'm a lie then too.
2: Um, strange that you just have an arbitrary number that you're gonna lie about. That screams insecurity. Of what some is your sort. lie number? We'll unpack. I not everything.
1: telling you.
0: What's your number, dude?
2: I know the real number. And oh my god! <laughs> Triple if, this, huh? <laughs> how old did Betty White live to be? Because it's three over that. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, honestly, it actually really depends on the guy.
0: <laughs> Damn. See like, I go
1: X. I definitely told him like a number less than. <laughs> 10 be for real Nah, but if you're gonna believe it that's your fault like
0: your most recent ex
1: yeah not my first ex
0: well, i was gonna say i mean i feel like i don't know anyone who's running a morgan mondays thing probably seen a couple bodies once in a while a couple is an understatement several multi i was about to say many a time many I would say the guys eight.
1: who donate to my morgan mondays definitely have hired prostitute.
0: is that like a good look for morgan mondays
1: I don't give a fuck it's money.
0: Yeah, she's willing, say. She is willing to do anything for it.
1: I don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I true, literally yeah. post a couple of words and see what happens. What you do on your time does not matter to me.
0: I don't. All right. Getting back to the topic. I don't really think it matters. Um, but it's interesting that Ezra, you said it doesn't matter either. Like, Is there a number where it would start to matter if they were like 25, 45, no, 25.
2: Nigga, we is twenty eight. Twenty five is like expected. If a shorty told me, like I would, I would have to be like genuinely like mind blown. I think this. I know a shorty who like two or three years ago said her body count was like one seventeen. I was like, you know what? It's gonna take a special man to marry you. But that's like the only time I've had that reaction. So if it's
0: in high higher numbers, you know.
2: Yeah, because, like, I feel like most soddies walking around, most soddies that you know get out of bed with 25 bodies. And if they say anything different, Morgan, they're lying.
1: (laughs) First of all, (laughs) (laughs) honestly, I know so many girls who really haven't had sex with that many people. And, like, even just with them, when we talk about bodies, I'm like, you really only fucked three people?
2: For someone like Morgan, that could have been a weekend.
1: (laughs) Definitely not as no, a maybe like a weekend and a day. Oh brother.
0: <laughs> uh would you care if you if you found that your partner like lied to you? So like let's say, for example, in a Morgan situation, you're dating and then at the beginning she tells you some fake number as she says and then like a year or two into it she's like, Yeah, that number I told you, you can actually like times it by seven and then that's what it actually
1: is. Yeah, that's um. what would piss me off just because like why would you lie about that? Like, if you tell me seven, and then a few months later, we're playing Drunk Truth and Dare with all our friends, and it's like, who has the highest number? And then you raise your hand, and you're like, yeah, I've, I've had 92 at least. And you told me seven? Like, it's just like, why fucking lie?
2: I don't think I would care about the lie attempt. I think I would be more not confused, but, like, irritated on the, like, I don't even know about irritated. I'd be more like, why the hell would you, like, change from the lie? If you've already lied about it, like, stick with that lie. Write it out. Just double down on it. Yeah, because it'd be weird to bring that up again.
1: No, with my ex, I swear to God, I remember because we would talk about it, and I told him my fake number. And then I remember one time we were talking, and I said, like, a number right above it. And he was like, what? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that's including you. (laughs) But like, really the first time I told him it was including him. So (laughs) it was very like awkward.
0: It's crazy that you just were like, yeah, I have a fake number that I just tell everybody. Yeah. Hell no. What's your fake number?
1: Honestly, I'm not going to tell you, but Guys take it way more seriously. A lot of guys do. At the end of the day. Like, if Ezra were to say that he's fucked 300 people.
2: Hey, yo, come on now.
1: I'm, I'm just using a really extreme number. But then I were to say I fucked 300 people, people would call me a slut. Like, shame me for it.
0: Nah, I'd probably shame both of you. I feel like 300's a wild Okay, hey, that's
1: an extreme a number. But, like, I'm saying...
0: Yeah, like, there's double standards. That it just is
1: what it
2: is. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's double standards in some circles. I think once first off, in my perspective not perspective. In my um I guess it would have been perspective. I think the niggas who are quick to slut shame are generally these niggas who ain't never really had no bitches for real. Like if you tell somebody you've got eleven body counts and like, oh you're a fucking slut. Like, yeah, they probably had, like, two girlfriends and one of them they fucked.
1: Right. And genuinely, I don't care about anyone's number. Like, a guy could tell me he's fucked however many people. I don't really care. I don't really honestly want to know. As long as you are safe and you get tested, like, it really makes no difference to me. If anything, you probably know how to fuck better. But I don't I still don't want to know.
0: Imagine if someone told you like their number was like thirty-five and then you fucked and it was just the worst. It's like, damn, what was the point? There's definitely
1: people that? like that. Honestly, I would say white guys a lot.
0: <laughs> All right, let's see. What else do we have on the docket? Let's get into this one. I actually really like this question a lot. Um, do you guys view your life in seasons? and or chapters? And if so, what season do you think you're currently in? I do think so.
2: I think like fucking, we well, only like kind of adult. Like 18 to like 22 was just fun. Like I didn't give a fuck about shit. I was going to work, bullshit jobs, working, making money just so I can have fun. My expenses were fun. 22 to like 26-ish was like, mm, I'm going to do this college shit hurry up and finish this college shit and then it was like the beginning stages of adulthood so like minor type things
1: still in college
2: still Hell hasn't in. finished college yeah, big big yeah not to 26 big <laughs> college dropout but it's okay we know niggas <laughs> who didn't make it a semester but that's neither here nor there um now at this stage i would say this is like late 20s deep into adulthood It's really like trying to set yourself up for the future for me at this point. And that would probably be the phase I'm in. So nigga, like chapters
1: or seasons?
2: You said what? It's the same thing. Those words were interchangeable.
1: I wouldn't say seasons though. I would say chapters.
2: Seasons and chapters can be used like interchangeably. Are you thinking like fall, winter, spring seasons, dummy?
1: (laughs) Definitely am.
2: This is stupid.
1: (laughs) wow
0: it's it's clearly chapters. um, I feel like seasons is like, oh, that like it's very interesting because now I'm trying to think about this. No, I think seasons would be <laughs> huh, hold on,
1: I was literally thinking like They're like synonymous. Was, your first, was your first season like summer? <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>.
0: <laughs> yeah, it' all started in summer, yeah, I definitely do think there's like life chapters that you go through, like. I guess you weren't really counting, like, even, like, adolescence, but I feel like you could just kind of chop adolescence into one. I think high school could be its own kind of different chapter because I feel like st- a lot of stuff happened, but it's, like, pr- probably, like, more of a uh, like, out of the pilot and then, like, early adulthood when it really gets split up. I think a lot of my stuff yeah. was probably before. It's, like, Delaware adulthood, like, college stuff, post-college a little bit of COVID and then like moving to St. Louis kind of stuff.
1: For sure. I would say after college, I had like a fuck girl season. And then after that, like got a little bit more mature after that moved to Maryland. That was a different chapter. Then I moved back to New Jersey. That was a different chapter then I got like my first real real job that was a chapter and then I moved to Atlanta like so many chapters so I would definitely say life happens in chapters and it's also like a very positive way to look at life because you don't even have to have like a great what you think is a great life right now but just knowing that you will move on and like close the current chapter that you're on as cheesy as that sounds like the next one is like it could be so much better so i definitely like to think of life as chapters
0: but what are, what are your seasons
1: <laughs> um it seems like a lot of winter maybe like a few summers <laughs> Jeez.
0: yeah chapters chapters an interesting one I'm trying to think about like what's the next chapter like when do you think that starts do you think that's like because like i think we're in a like a good like adulthood period but it's like is that like marriage kids like big time career jumper move you know
1: i feel like just like the characters in the book you just never know
0: this
2: mm, yeah probably like family that's probably like the next one
1: you know but you don't know that
2: you're right i do not know that
1: Something crazy could happen.
2: You're still not wrong.
1: And then what you thought would be family is not. It's actually like a deep hole of depression. Where mm-hmm.
0: what? what is these negative vibes you're trying to bring yeah, out? Right? Right? I'm, I'm
1: not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying you just don't know when the next chapter is going to happen until you're actually there.
0: feels like you're kind of preying on negative vibes. Yeah, it felt like
2: she was wishing that for us for real.
1: Not for Eric. <laughs> mm. I'm just kidding Ezra I can't wait to be invited to yours And Mariah's uh, wedding
0: Big blowout bash
1: Bruh and I know you'll have good food That's mm-hmm. the only thing Not
0: for you Ezra's gonna chef it up himself No no cook needed, no catering All Ezra's hey, originals yo. Gonna be I on the barbecue be, I
2: plan to be disgustingly
0: drunk <laughs> Um, speaking of next chapters of people's lives, weddings, uh, I saw this on Instagram. No one really, I'm a little upset the lady didn't like follow up on the comment, but it was talking about how people want weddings but aren't ready for marriage. And I think that could be like a big time cause to why there's such high divorce rates. I mean, I feel like they're always rising, but I feel like you see that a lot now. And I do think it's because, like, people just want to skip ahead in life sometimes. So they're like, hey, let me get engaged. I want to have this wedding. You know, everybody has this plan. Like, people have plans, like, by 28, I want to have one kid. I want to be married. Uh, you know, 30, the second kid, like, stuff like that. So they're trying to rush it. And then they don't really take time to, like, think about where they're at and if they're even ready to, like, actually be married and be in like, take the consequences of all that. Yeah, exactly.
1: For sure. My roommate's um, brother just got engaged, and they've been together since high school. Um, but rather than thinking of a wedding, they're thinking about, like, probably maybe doing something super small, maybe, like, not even that, who knows, but, like, investing the money into an investment property. Where it could actually like set them up to have a, you know, a strong marriage, a strong life. Whereas people spend all their fucking money on a wedding just for show.
2: I don't hate that. I know like the old way of wedding is really for your parents, for like your parents to show off and show out, invite all your friends, family, their friends. Cause like it was people at the wedding you don't even know. I do think I agree with the statement that was made, the original question that like people aren't ready for marriage. They just get married because they want the wedding. But I've also got a very hot take in line with that. that I've been saying for years, it is a red flag to me. Anybody who's had their wedding plan since a child, that person who's had this dream wedding plan and is willing to enact that. Yeah, they're not. They're bound for divorce. If I could do a statistics, a study, I bet 80% of them end up divorced. So these who are so wound up and like, I want to get married. I want to have this big, massive wedding. I've had these plans for 15 years. They're just looking for a nigga to propose to them so they can get married and have that wedding. They are not ready for marriage. I'm damn sure they're getting divorced.
1: I wouldn't say that. but
2: I've already said it.
1: And I said, I wouldn't say that.
2: Yeah. Because like, duh, lame nigga. Yeah. Okay. What would you say?
1: I could see how some girls obviously just want to get married just so they can have a marriage. But out of, I would say probably, I don't know how accurate this percentage is, but I would say 70% of girls have at least dreamed about their wedding and like what it would be like. Mm. And They all aren't, like, some hussies. Like, they actually genuinely love the person that they're getting married to. But it is such a huge thing in a girl's life to, like, think about their wedding.
2: I'm not saying if you thought about it, you're bound for divorce. I'm saying if you've got this, like, the moment you get proposed, you're whipping out books. You know who you want to cater. You know what venue you want. This elaborate thing. Yeah, you're getting divorced. you are a thousand percent getting divorced. It's one thing to think about your wedding. It's another thing to, like, enact and be that, like, overwhelmingly excited for it. It's like you don't care about the marriage and you're more excited for the wedding. That's when I'm like, dang, that's a red flag.
1: So, okay, (laughs) to clarify, Mm -hmm. if a girl, like, knows she wants a a beach wedding, South Florida, um, she wants... Like a neutral color, and lemon cake. But as long as she doesn't have like the real specifics, like oh, I want a lemon cake from I don't know Susie's Bakery, and I want my South Florida wedding to be a I don't know whatever fucking hotel. Like that's okay.
2: Yeah, a baseline is like
0: expected. Okay. Anything past baseline, get away from me.
1: Okay, I could see that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're almost, like, too locked into it. And it's, like, in my mind, that makes me think, like, there's a fine line between, like, knowing what you want and being, like, you're not able to adjust and adapt, which is kind of, like, a red flag in my eyes for, like, an individual.
2: I agree. Yeah, definitely a red flag. And I don't even like coining thing red flags, but that's a red flag. Cause like
0: honestly, you said, you need
1: to have a super, like... Chill husband, too, because if you went in one place and he's like, Well, my mom is sick and she can't move, so it has to be in Nebraska. Like, are right, is that going to be a deal breaker or... for
0: that girl? Yeah, thousand percent. I was about to say, She's about to like throw a fit, right? Yeah, she's the, that girl be so locked in, she'd be like, Well, I mean, does she even really need to be there? Like, we could probably like Skype her in hyper. or something, <laughs> yeah, yeah, locked in on weddings like that weird weird behavior. I, I kind of agree with that one. Um, speaking about sick parents, these transitions are just fantastic. <laughs> they are. Speaking <laughs> about sick parents, um, are you a bad person if you put your elderly parents in a nursing home? Do you no. owe it to your parents to take care of them since they did the same for you as a child? This I t-
1: hope I get put in a really nice nursing home. As long as it's nice. Some of them are lit. <sighs>
2: this one's tough and it's tough because it the quality of nursing home does matter but at the end of the day it's still not your family or somebody that like has a vested interest in you caring after you and it depends on your parents conditions when you put them in there like how bad are they how far are you from them how often can you make it in your schedule to see them if you can at all? I, Excuse me. I don't think you're a bad person as long as you've exhausted all opportunities to take care of them outside of a nursing home. It can't be like your mom's 60. She slipped and fell, broke her hip. She asked you to come stay with her for a year or so. And you're like, nah, got to go to the nursing home. So if you've like tried and like it just doesn't fit your schedule, maybe your sibling's schedule, like none of y'all can come back home for where y'all are in life right now, then I don't think you're a bad person. But if you haven't really put any real effort into trying to be the one to provide or trying to find family to provide for them, you're probably a bad person if your first resort is nursing home.
1: Yeah, I feel like it definitely matters about what your parents want too, like Maybe they do want to go to a nursing home. Maybe they don't want to be stuck at home with, you know, you and they might love their grandchildren, but they also don't want to hear like a baby crying 24 seven. They could very well want to go to a nursing home.
2: That's valid if they want to go to if. But it depends on their state. This then turns from a bad person to their state, because the question is for putting them in one. Um. If they healthy and they just don't like the kids and always are being alone at the house, but they good, I'm not paying for you to go to this nursing home. So where does bread come from?
0: from?
1: I know this girl. I used to work with her and her mom because she's older than me. um, But her mom started getting like on early onset dementia. And she was going to move her to Georgia to come live with her. But for some reason, like it wasn't working. I don't know. I don't know the like full specifics, but the mom, um, she got her at home nearby. The mom got there and then they were like, we don't have enough rooms for her. She actually can't stay here. And she has like three siblings in that state and none of them would take the mom in because they were like, oh, I just I don't have it in my schedule Or I don't have any of my funds to take care of her. And that was shocking. This girl at least has children. Like, already lives in a one-bedroom apartment and shares it with her children. So, like, I could sort of, like, I could see, like, and she's in a different state. So, I could see the dilemma with her. Um, Especially because the mom, like, has some reason why she can't really fly unless she has, like, someone watching her. And even her siblings refused to, like, they didn't have time to do that.
0: Yes, yeah, right. That's, that's a lot to uh to handle. Like, I'm not gonna put all, of, like, Anna's family stuff out there, but, like, her grandma has, like, Alzheimer's and stuff. And she's in, like, a facility for that. Like, a memory unit kind of thing. And it's definitely a lot. Like, I could imagine, like, if I'm, let's say you're working and then you're, like, trying to come home or, like, trying to take care of your parents. Like, it's a literally a full-time job to do that. So, like, putting them in a care facility that they handle that and specialize that is something I would definitely do. For sure. yeah. No, um, can't be mad at that. Um, back to the original question though. You're going to hate my answer. Cause I saw that and I would said a thousand percent. Yes. They're not living with me. <laughs> like I didn't even, I was like throw them in the home, you know, immediately just didn't even think about it. Didn't hesitate. Just immediate. love my parents. Don't need to live with them. I I was, like, I f- it's, like, a very fine line in my mind. And I was, like, people who, like, their grandparents, like, live with them growing up or, like, I was, like, dude, do I, like, want to have my parents in my fucking house the whole time? Like, maybe, you know, when you first have a kid, you want, like, some help there. But, like, I don't want to just be, like, getting home on a fucking Wednesday my mom's, like, in the living room watching the TV and I'm trying to hang out like, relax after work. Like, No, I don't want that. A hundred percent,
1: my parents could always live with me.
2: Okay. Um... I've got to – oh, before I do that. um, I had a boy when I was growing up. His grandparents lived with him up until middle school, until his dad put his foot down. I think the problem that comes from that with the grandparents staying there, there's too many chefs in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Now you don't know who in charge because you got – Your dad telling you this and your grandpa telling you it's okay. And now you got your dad and your grandpa arguing because he's coming behind him, undermining him. And grandpa's telling dad, don't forget, I'm your fucking father. It just seemed to be a lot going on. (laughs) I think at some point it probably is a problem. Unless you just got like the most courteous, sweet, stay in your lane grandparents ever.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, my mom definitely would put her nose in situations. But I just, I couldn't imagine putting my mom in a home. Like, I mean, unless I really couldn't take care of her because she has, like, stuff going on and, like, I was an adept to do that and she didn't care if she stayed with me or not. Then, like, of course, go to a home. She wants to go to a home. Of course, I would do whatever I can to get her the best home. But if I wasn't in that situation... I, like, like I said, 100%, I would want my parents to stay with me, especially because I feel like unless you choose, like, a really good spot, a lot of older people don't get all their needs met and are abused low-key, and that's just why I don't really fuck with nursing homes unless you know for a fact they are, like, five stars, and I would never put my parents through that.
2: I've got something darker. God. Trigger warning. Um, as I know, I'm deep in Reddit. i seen a story the other day, but even more importantly, I know someone who was in a very similar situation. Um, I'm not going to put his story out there because he might occasionally listen. But we talked about the parents in the home. If you had a child with not... A child with severe autism, or autism, alt, no autism, or an individual with disabilities, and it was like severe. Would you consider putting them in a facility? I asked that because I read a story, and I know a person. I just call him a friend, and um, I'll go with the friend first, and then the story. His son was five. Can't really couldn't talk at the time. He spent almost $800,000 getting help from his kid out of his pocket. Um, him and his dad made good money. Uh, 800000 of his dollars out of his pocket because that's his only kid. He did recently get resolution because he finally took it to a speech pathologist who was like, yeah, we don't know if your son's going to ever talk. So you probably need to learn sign language. And he had like no way of communicating with his child for five, six years. And he was like, it was pretty much. A blank stare, no personality, in crying. And that was it for five or six years. And he, bar- not burned, but he tried every avenue he had to get this kid help. Almost $800,000 worth of seeking help, being told different things by different people and none of it working. And he got close. Didn't do it. And now his kid can actually speak. After two or three years of sign language, he can speak Ooh. some. But... If it's a scenario like that where they're, like, very severely on the spectrum and, like, they can't communicate, they don't really have personality, read a written story and she was like, her son is 11 and every day she thinks about killing herself or killing the kid. And she said that she doesn't think, she was like, I know this might make me a bad person, but I have no one to vent to without, like, sounding like a terrible person. And she was like... It sounds crazy to say, but as a mother, I don't love my kid. And she was like, I don't have any connection with them. There's no way to connect with them." And when I read that, I was like, at first, I was like, this is crazy. But then I was like, you know what? It's probably hard to love anything when you can't connect with it in any capacity for 11 years.
1: I actually know. Yeah. Um, well, one of my really good friends used to work. At a place that had autistic children 24-7. Um, so she would work, like, you know, day shifts or somehow she would work overnight. And the story she would tell me about the children was so crazy. Like, one, if you went into the room, like, you would have to screw in the light bulb. And then as soon as you leave, you would have to unscrew it and then take it with you because every single time they saw a light bulb they would like try and attack you with it what and one child all he did was masturbate so 24/7 hours a day that he was up like they had to keep like bucket not buckets but like things of lotion in his room because he was just like all the time doing that and it's, like, that is a lot to deal with 24-7, especially if you have, like, other children, too. You could be putting them in danger. It really is, like, dependent on the situation. If it's super severe, I could see the benefits of putting that child in a home.
0: It, I would definitely, like, really try to exhaust everything before doing that. And I don't even know if I could ever go through with it just because at the end of the day it is, like, my kid. But, I mean, I'm sure, like, that lady who said, like, 11 years of that, like, you just don't even like your kid, you hate yourself, like, you hate your life. Like, I feel like that's fucking, like, it's not crazy to say. I think we should almost make it more of a safe space where, like, parents can have, like, honest opinions about, like, their kids. Like,
2: Yeah. Because she was pretty much, like, the blank stare, the lack of communication. She was like, it's a chore. I can't ever go anywhere. I can't ever leave. I can't ever... She was pretty much saying, like, the last 11 years has been, like, devoted to keeping her child baseline alive with no conversation, no communication. The husband left. And it's not like she had – the kid is still alive. So when I say it's not like she has anything to show for it, I mean, like, relationship-wise, like, it's Mm -hmm. not like her and her son are close or they have conversations or they talk about their day. Like, she does this all day, every day, relentlessly – for With almost nothing in return. Like, you don't even get the gratitude of, like, I'm a good mom or I'm doing the right thing. Because, like, that kid can't, like, reciprocate feelings to make you feel like a good, loved mother.
1: So, I have a question. Not about mm-hmm. that specific case. So, like, uh, now doctors can tell if you're a child. And I don't know the correct term nowadays, but, like, special needs. Like, if you knew your child was going to be messed up, not messed up, that was a bad choice of words, canceled, um, but <laughs> like special needs or super severely autistic or whatever the case may be, would you guys choose to keep it? If-
2: Absolutely. Um, one, I'm never aborting, like, be for real. Two, Science? You think I'm believing science? Be for real. <laughs> Them niggas thought the earth was flat for years. Like, I do not trust scientists.
0: I'll just say what a lot of people are probably thinking, which is I would strongly consider it. I don't know exactly what I would do, like, because I'm not in that situation, but I definitely would consider it. It would definitely be a conversation. And then you get into a whole thing about, you know, what what exactly are they dealing with? What's the severity so there's a lot of factors, but I think you definitely consider it. I think there's probably a lot of people out there, if we're being honest, who would just say yes, like, without a question. Um, again, I think it, it just really kind of depends on the situation, but it is definitely something I consider.
1: I agree with you, honest. I, I mean, it really would take for me to get pregnant and, like, actually be able to answer that. I'm sure for you, too, Eric, yeah. but just thinking about it especially with all the costs like it on it also really depends on my status at that time like if i have money and i can afford a child that's one thing but if i know all these extra costs that i'm gonna have to pay
0: yeah and it's like it's like even saying it like you just feel like such a bad person but like i feel like in a very like honest conversation like it's it's not like it wouldn't cross your mind immediately. Like, is there anything we could do? Like, you'd probably say, like, if they told you that, they were like, is there anything we can do? And they're like, well, you can have it, you can afford it, and then it's like, all right. And then you have to have a serious conversation about
1: that. Because also, let's say you decide you're going to carry it full term, but put it up for adoption. I feel well, like... Well, that's even more... <laughs> same, like... I feel like a lot of times when children come out unexpectedly with special needs, then the parents are more likely to put them up for adoption and say like, oh, you know, we just aren't going to be able to handle that. then who even knows what type of lifestyle they'll be like growing up in at that point?
0: Yeah, I mean, you have kids without any, you know, mental issues or whatnot, um, going into foster homes or adoption stuff and, like, it taking years if they ever get adopted. Um, special needs kid, I don't... I can't imagine, you know, they're going to have, like you said, who knows what they're going to get into, what kind of situations they'll be put into. This was a, this is a genuine question. Um, Do you think, like, if you... Like you said, if you had, if you knew you were gonna have a kid that was gonna have issues, and then put them up for adoption, like the adoption agency would be like, no,
2: no, nah, they definitely let you put it up for adoption. But caveat: individuals who put their children up for adoption should be banned from having children. They should immediately have to get their tubes tied or a vasectomy.
1: Shut up, Ezra. No,
2: no. I'm no honestly, kids. I know.
1: I, I, I know you meant that, and I meant what I said. Um,
2: do you think niggas who put their kids up for adoption should be able to routinely then have kids
0: is this just I general mean, adoption or only if they have issues
2: no any adoption I think if you had ever at any point surrender your kid for adoption you should not be allowed to have kids no boy but you or, don't
1: know like the situation a lot of things could happen like what okay let's say that someone was raped and they don't believe in abortion but they were raped at like fourteen years old. They shouldn't Can we be able not to do put it such up.
0: an extreme one. I know. I was, but, like, that feels lazy when you, need to do extreme. Because that feels when lazy you, when you talk no, about the one.
1: Adoptions per- happen like that all the time. Okay,
0: and I'll
2: address that. That feels lazy when you talk about the one percent of adoptions. So we'll put in a one percent for the outliers. Here it is. Okay, those who were raped can have more kids after putting your child up for adoption. Unless you were raped, you cannot put your child up for adoption and then...
1: There's other scenarios you. as well, though. You just don't
2: what are the know. Scenarios I, that's the only one I personally would deem like, you know what, you can give this kid up and then go have more kids when you want
1: First of all, let's say a man left a woman while she was pregnant. Okay. And alone, she really can't be able to have a child like let's say she got married guy is super rich well off whatever it's not the point but like together they have like a very stable home but then something happens to the husband he's no longer around maybe he left maybe he died who knows and you fall like there's just so many different things like you fall in depression or you don't have enough money alone to take care of a child but you see that there are families out there like you don't even have to have an adoption where you just put it in a home like you could literally have a adoption where you get to choose the parents meet the parents and then they're there all the way and give your child to them
2: not a fan not a fan at all first off those types of adoptions are like the worst adoptions for the system because everybody wants a baby, nobody wants the five, six, seven, eight year olds that are now stuck in foster care. Because everybody's lining up to get a baby, so you arrange that, and a lot of them pay to get on that list to get a baby. That's like depleting the system and leaving more kids without a home.
1: So, foster. are you saying adoptions when the children is or the yeah the children are like a little bit older? Oh no, that? I'm saying
2: if at any point you surrender your child for adoption, in my eyes, unless you were raped. You should never be able to have children again. You already gave up your child once. What's to tell me now you have the mental capacity to surrender your child? What's to tell me that if times get hard again, you're not going to re-surrender your child? You've already done it once. Once you do something once, it become easy.
0: Okay. Um, I don't agree with it, but I respect your opinion on it. Right. Um, I think it just depends. I think there's just so many circumstances where we could sit here all day and say, what about this situation? What about this situation? You know, like it's just kind of be like, whatever. I don't think anybody's going to move anything. But I think it's, I mean, I think there's so many factors. I'm not going to just say no. I think, you know, but I do like the premise. I like the premise a lot. I won't lie to you. It's probably going to be a clip. I like it. I'd love to hear it. Um, Let's just do one more quick one. We'll save another one for next week. Um, Maybe a little bit of happier note. We talked about this last week. So it's kind of a follow-up. I think we talked about, you know, four-day work weeks, all that. As we brought up a really interesting point, Uh, four-day work weeks could, in fact, be in jeopardy, and it could be because of our education system.
2: Yeah, I heard it on two different podcasts, and then I seen the niggas on CNN talking about it this morning when I was at the gym. Fucking, we've got a problem, fellas. (laughs) They're not voting on it yet. I think they're going to vote on it in the coming months. The bill is ready. A big issue is going to be teachers and the education system as a whole. Because they were saying studies have shown they've already, they've got way more statistics. There were a lot of different entities doing four day work weeks already to be able to like get statistics to push this. Apparently they had already done this for like a three year trial places in a couple of like districts across the country. In those districts where they cut out every Friday, there was 36 Fridays, which equates to about six weeks of learning. And those kids' test scores compared to kids who were on a five-day, because, again, 36 Fridays is six weeks of learning that was now cut out of the curriculum. They tested, like, 12% worse in math and English. And 12% worse is, like, failing for a lot of students. Uh. Because, like, if you're a C student and you're getting 70s, 72s, Twelve percent puts you at an F under sixty, so
1: and also college. Let like me ask you: That twelve percent you,
0: counts? Yes. Um, oh, yes. The study that they did was there like a certain cap? Because my immediate mind would thought about this for this would be: Um, you probably go five days up until high school, and you could switch to four days. But I don't know if that the testing went all the way through high school won't
2: work. The testing did go through high schools. The ones that were most affected was fourth through seventh graders. And I think the obvious reason there is because like math becomes real math in that range, English essay, stuff like that becomes like real. Whereas before fourth grade, you kind of just bullshitting for real. Like once you get to that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, you're learning like geometry, algebra, you're reading like real books, writing essays, grammar, shit like that. The stuff before that was kind of bullshit. And after that, it's kind of like you already knew it. Um, the issue with that, because there have been a lot of different propositions so far to my understanding. The problem is going to be four day work week. If it gets approved, is going to be approved federally first. And then it'll be approved by government employees. Teachers are government employees, so they will be some of the first to have to fall in line to this four-day, 32-hour work week. So they will be going to four days. So they won't be able to go five, four, or like transition throughout the year. Theirs will be a swifter shifting to four days, 32 hours, and they're going to cut that Friday. Cutting that Friday is going to put us in a couple of holes.
1: Well, that's why it shouldn't happen until after high school. Like college... You could give yourself four days like just of learning. But also usually if a class doesn't have like that many classes during the week, they're usually longer. But at least you can make that choice, like high school and younger is it's just kind of ridiculous. Do they really need three days? It's not like their entire life.
2: No, we do. That the kids don't. I don't we don't give a fuck about the kids. The kids can be there four, five days, six days, seven days. I don't give a fuck about those niggas.
1: But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they that statistic with them shouldn't matter to us.
2: Oh, it does because of the teachers. We care about the teachers. Exactly. If that statistic is used, like these kids are losing education, they need this. That's going to be something that people can bring up an argument to stop us from getting four-day work weeks because teachers will have to work five. Educators will have to work five. They're all government employees. If the government employees are going to have to work five, the rest of us are going to have to work five.
1: But they could honestly just get, like, substitutes or, like, part-time teachers. Honestly, that would suck just because, like, but you have teachers touch children. Might be I don't little, think might be a little eh, but like, let's say it's consistently the same, like one day or two day teacher.
2: I don't think the school system is going to bring in ringers as substitutes to teach only Fridays, because if they do that, I've got a feeling they're going to ask teachers for those six weeks of bread back because those 36 Fridays that teachers are getting compensated for that they now cut out. To now pay teachers to come in on only Fridays, we need that bread back.
1: I don't know. Now, I feel like learn, in school for teaching, like let's say they needed a certain amount of hours per their semester, they chose to go to like a school and teach on Fridays only. That's where my
0: mind went. Get the college students who are student teaching and shit to just go on Friday Fridays. Yeah, yeah. Here is the
1: problem. That's their experience, which you is, don't like, think perfect. parents.
2: You don't think parents in the PTA is going to have a problem with their students, their child being taught by college kids who aren't even qualified to teach yet. (laughs) Because I'm going to tell you right now, my mom would have been the first one down there complaining that some dumb shit like that. I don't
1: think my parents
2: would. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, mine would. They don't even have a degree yet. They haven't even passed their hours. And now they're in charge by themselves every friday for 36 fridays to teach this no hell no fuck
0: no i mean i guess it
1: would depend on you know their scores
0: that was a bad idea it was a good idea in theory but there would be the thing is like i was talking to anna about this recently like sometimes we're in such a bubble we really forget like there's so many other people out there who think so differently and like their parents who were so crazy they would literally burn the school down if you try to put fucking student teachers in on a Friday.
2: Oh, absolutely. School's burning. Because now what I'm seeing is, first off, this ain't a good school district no more. This school district is bullshit. <laughs> they're, they're playing reindeer games. And then two... um those are play days. Like, is my kid actually learning? You bring a student teacher, and I'm assuming some fun shit going on. I'm not listening to that student teacher. And that fourth to seventh grade where they're struggling, those are the worst kids in the first place.
1: I don't know. I think you could probably do a study, and as long as they weed out the people, the candidates, then it wouldn't um, really be a problem.
2: I definitely think it would be a problem. I also think the very first thing they would ask is teachers to take a pay cut. Because if you're now telling me you get 36 Fridays off, so six weeks off, additional weeks off, you've got to give us back some of this bread. You already have 10 weeks of summer. Now every Friday when we've got to bring someone else in to teach for you, you can't keep that bread you used to get. And if it's one thing I know, teachers is not paying nobody back because they want more.
1: Yeah, so they'd be like, "Uh, we already know you guys are getting underpaid, but uh, we actually are going to cut that in half because you you don't work that much that's crazy i not that you're wrong i'm sure they would do that but
2: i heard one amazing. i heard a couple potential solutions i'll pitch them um i didn't love any of them i think i personally think what's going to happen if it was to get passed i think it'll get passed and we'll just start pumping out dumber kids I think we'll eat that 12% because the government shows they don't really care about the education system when it comes to children. So I think they'll be like, eh, we're moving in this direction. People want it, four-day work weeks, and we'll just have 12% dumber kids, and that's how life will be. But if that's not the route they choose to go, a couple of people, Ethan is one of them who pitched um, summers, extending Uh, – giving those Fridays off, we're going to give you these six weeks of Fridays – you get six weeks off on all the Fridays, but y'all don't get a summer break no more. Y'all work regular like every other nigga in America.
0: <laughs> Damn, that wouldn't make sense. I don't love it. But like I'm also in school, so it doesn't matter to me. Honestly, I was say, I it wouldn't be hated. all summer though. It would
1: just be six weeks.
0: You said
2: what?
1: It would just be six weeks.
2: Yeah, it'd be six weeks, so they still get like three or four weeks of summer depending. I know some districts get eight weeks, some districts get twelve. So you get anywhere between two and Two in six weeks of summer. Not bad. Yeah. It's not bad, but I think it'd be a tough sell to convince niggas who already have a 10-week consecutive summer, eight to 12-week consecutive summer break, that we're going to cut hours and make this job better for you because we're going to go down to four-day weeks. But now I've got to give up my whole summer that I've always had. Niggas probably won't love it.
1: Yeah. I mean, or you could just start your own business or work. To be on the top, and then you can huh? choose your own hours.
2: No, just wait
1: a
0: second. Are you trying
2: to get rid of teachers? We still need somebody to teach.
0: You know, our just just not what I'm saying. Some entrepreneur bullshit. Like, just be your own boss. Don't yeah, be teacher that's anymore. what I'm saying.
1: Just be your own boss. <laughs> you you don't have to worry about it.
0: I don't hate it though. It's not probably the worst idea. Just extending that a couple weeks, six weeks, if you're going to get that back, and just kind to move it. Yeah.
2: I think that's that's probably the best avenue, but I I do fear that we're just gonna have dumber kids. They're gonna say fuck it, twelve percent isn't that massive, and we'll just have twelve percent dumber kids.
1: Or you yeah. could just op like offer free summer school, not free, but like because you you pay taxes, but summer school. And if you want your child to learn more, just put them through that.
2: You know, teachers like hate that, right?
1: You got um, you got one of those part-time teachers I was talking about.
0: Oh, bringing back the substitute! <laughs> Here we go. again. Uh, all right, let's wrap this cast up. Let's do some quick top five, top five, top five. Let me pull
2: up my list because like it's like that. What's this category? It's this mixers.
0: Week, we're doing top five drink mixers.
2: Okay, I'm gonna okay. go.
1: Uh,
2: okay, fucking cap ass. All
1: right. So, number one, I put ice, because mama didn't raise no bitch.
2: You put what?
1: Ice.
0: Like frozen water. Ice. That wasn't even what you said yesterday. Yeah. Yeah.
1: An ice ball, an ice cube, whatever. It's versatile. (sighs) Um, Two, cranberry juice. Three, seltzer water. Four, Red Bull. And then five, Coke. Yeah, that's a
2: sick list. Um cranberry You're juice. Not a real nigga. Shh, sure. You know nothing about it. Cranberry juice, ginger ale, orange juice. How do you have a top five and didn't even have orange juice, dummy?
1: What are you pregnant? Right
2: and pineapple juice.
1: I do love orange juice.
0: Damn, here I was thinking I was gonna be creative, and then I have similar things to Morgan's so and now I fucking hate my list. <laughs> I hope it's not ice. Number one, I just put Coke. I feel like at the end of the day, you can't go wrong. If you need something, Coke will be there for you. It's always like if you don't know what to get, blah, 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 Coke, blah, 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 Coke. Uh, Number two, ginger beer. Um, It's Mm. superior to ginger ale. Uh, Shout out to Mules also. Three, I'm not a big fan of cranberry juice, but I will put it on there because I respect the game and respect what it does for many a drink in cocktails. Number four, I was putting Red Bull strictly because Red Bull and vodka is just an elite combo. Um, if you want to get it, gets you where you want to go, but I'm not going to say it's a great drink.
1: Just and then number
0: general. number five, a big ice cube. That was mine, but Morgan made it number one, which is a terrible po- uh, spot for that.
1: Nah, because I'm a real nigga.
0: Honorable mention, I do think orange juice is definitely up there. For sure. Um, Sprite, Henny and Sprite was a good combo back in the day. that yeah, shit so used to go crazy. Um, I like some grenadine, but that's kind of like more of a splash yeah. of it. You know, you're not going to make that like a strong mixer into anything.
1: Tonic water. But y'all can keep yeah. that. Pineapple juice. I
0: already said that.
1: Did you? Uh, mint that.
0: leaves.
2: Oh, yeah. Mint leaves can really elevate a drink. Honestly, any of those like um, botanicals can elevate a drink. So just like botanical as a whole.
0: Damn, that would have been good to just add botanical. <laughs> yeah, sure. I should have done that. Fuck. Uh-huh. God. Uh all right. Let's wrap this podcast up and do some music and TV recommendations. Um, music,
2: Young Dolph, South, Memphis, Rugrats. Shit goes crazy. I listened to like seven straight hours of Young Dolph today. So I'm a danger to the
1: world. I love that.
2: Um TV. Serengeti 2. Y'all gotta watch it. It's on Discovery Plus. It's following like the animals out in Africa. And it is the best camera quality I've ever seen in my life. It's crazy.
1: For me, show wise, there's a new one that Donald Glover um directed on Prime. And it's Swarm. It was pretty good. It was eight episodes, but I finished it like so quick. Um, and then Song-wise, I don't know why, but I've been obsessed with Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart.
0: Why on earth is that what you've been listening to?
1: Honestly, because I was cleaning and I really needed a good pump-up song. So I was just like going through my shuffle and then it came on. And I was like, oh my God.
0: TV-wise, the two things we've been watching a lot recently. Avid Elementary and How I Met Your Father, both on Hulu. Both good little shows to just put on, eat a little dinner too whatnot and etc. Music wise, I'm gonna uh, recommend Give Give Up Baby Go by Peach Pit. Good little song, good little vibe, um, good little band. I don't think they're that little. I think they have a good amount of Spotify listens. So and with that being said, we're gonna wrap this podcast. Thank you for listening as always. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Porch Talk No A, the receive an Apple Podcast, we should be on Spotify. Share the pockets with a friend. I greatly appreciate you for listening. We'll be back next week. Peace.
1: (laughs)